Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition which reveals that you are pure being having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini V. Let us flow, you and I, on the banks of the River of Wisdom. Once upon a time, ten students living in a hostel decide to go on a trek. On their trek, they cross a shallow river. After they cross the river, the leader of the group who is responsible for their safety assembled them on the river bank and counted them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What? There's only nine? But we were ten when we left. The tenth student is missing. He counted again, very slowly, up to nine. Still, there was one missing. The leader looked all around, but nowhere could the tenth man be seen. He counted again, again nine. And he stood there in shock and despair, thinking of what? He's going to tell the sports coach. He can't possibly say that one man has been lost. After all, he's the leader of the group. An old man who's standing a short distance away has been watching this. So he walked over to the sorrowful leader and said, Why are you so upset? The leader pointing to his companions answered, When we started on our trek this morning, There were ten of us, and now that we've crossed this river, there are only nine. And the river was not so deep that somebody could have drowned. I don't know where this tenth person is. So the old man looked at the group and said, Weren't there ten of you when you started out? He said, Yes. Now you say there are only nine? Yes. The trembling leader said, Maybe he has drowned or maybe he's playing a prank on us. I don't know where he is. I've been looking and looking all over for him. We've counted. And amidst all these meadows, where could he possibly be hiding? There are no mountains. There are no big trees or shrubs where this 10th person could be hiding. So the old man who was listening to him rant said, Don't worry. The tenth man that you're looking for did cross the river along with you. He is right here. I can show him to you right now. This old man seemed wise and sincere. And so the young leader seemed a bit relieved. He spoke to his group and he said, Hey, did you hear that? The tenth man is with us right here, right now. So one of the students got a bit skeptical and he said, Well, how can you say that? Have you seen the tenth man? He asked the leader. So the leader says, No, I I haven't seen, but this person here says he exists and I believe him. So this time in the story, the leader only has indirect knowledge that the tenth man exists. Through the words of the old man, He has gained indirect knowledge called Paroksha Jnanam, 
the existence of the tenth man. Previously, he had come to the conclusion that perhaps the tenth man had drowned or had been swept away by the river, but now his trust in the truth of the old man's words lets him accept, even without personal verification, that the tenth man exists. The leader's mind is no longer closed and agitated. The leader is in a more neutral frame of mind with some trust in a happy outcome. And this neutral frame of mind is a receptive mind. It's a mind that is ready for knowledge, ready to see what is and to accept that maybe there is something I don't know. The leader has trust in the correctness of the indirect knowledge, which is subject to verification. This is what we call trust or shraddha, that is pending discovery, an openness and a positive expectation. The leader has no reason to disbelieve the words of the old man and his credibility is given weight by the fact that the old man has said, I will show the tenth man to you here and now, not sometime later in some other place. The old man has said that he will, at that present time, in that present place, produce the tenth man. He did not tell the leader to do a particular yoga asana. He did not tell the leader you please chant a mantra and the tenth man will appear. He did not tell the leader, you must meditate and you will discover the tenth man. The promise that was held out by the old man did not involve any effort on the part of the leader or a change of place or a passage of time. And so to continue the story, the old man tells the leader, please bring all of the boys in front of me and arrange them in a line. The leader still his eyes red from weeping over the loss of his fellow student quickly responds. The old man says, Now come stand by my side and count these fellows one more time. The leader is already dejected and he is very reluctant to go through one more useless count. But still, because of his trust in the old man and also thinking that this old man has no agenda, no axe to grind and because he has requested for it, he counts one more time up to nine and he demands, looking at the old man, where is the tenth man, sir? And the old man says, Tat Thwam Asi You are that. You are the tenth man. You, the leader, who forgot to count himself, are the tenth man you are seeking. Now, this story is a classical story often narrated in Advaita Vedanta to point out that the one who is seeking is actually denying the presence of the sought. Sought as in S-O-U-G-H-T. And the very act of seeking denies that the seeker 
is very much present. In the story of the tenth man, the seeker is the sought. When the seeker is the sought, the presence of the sought is denied at the very place where it is to be found. And so in our many pursuits of wealth, of health, of relationships, of work, we are seeking a fulfillment in each of these pursuits, hoping that something, somewhere, will fulfill me completely, not quite even guessing that maybe I am the source of all fulfillment. The very status of being a seeker means we have concluded that what we seek is not in our presence. You see, the best place to hide something is where no one can possibly guess that it is present. So the moment the tenth man started seeking, the place where the sought was to be found was denied. Seeing his group as incomplete, the tenth man had no choice but to search for the missing man who would complete the number. This kind of seeking must be understood very clearly. The statement of the old man, you are that, is really the teaching, the upadesha, the knowledge that is imparted to the student. And the knowledge is imparted by words spoken in a particular context. The context, which is the related conditions surrounding the words, is a very important factor in the ability of the words to convey the meaning intended by the teacher. The old man did not say, you must believe what I say. Instead, he assembled all the students. He allowed the leader to make the mistake again so that the leader is able to discover that this indeed is a mistake. The old man was not trying to put down the leader in being able to point out the mistake because a mistake is a mistake irrespective of whoever it is done by. And so, the leader was led to see for himself through words that have been spoken in a particular context that he had left himself out. Which brings me to this particular point of general knowledge and particular knowledge. From the old man, the sorrowful student leader obtained vishesha jnanam, which means a specific knowledge which enhanced his general knowledge, samanya jnanam of the situation. Prior to hearing the words of the old man, the student leader did not know that he himself was the tenth man. It took some knowledge of the tenth man for him to become a seeker of the tenth man. If he had no knowledge whatsoever of the existence of a tenth man, he would have had no basis for making a mistake. He, but he knew that the person who seemed to be missing was a man and a student and had been present in the hostel before they embarked on the trip. So he had some knowledge, which is a kind of knowledge that we all have about ourselves, our pursuits, our identities. 
this student leader was able to describe himself physically he could name his relatives identify the location and possessions he had some knowledge of himself but he did not have that particular knowledge that he indeed was the 10th man so when we talk about self knowledge in vedanta it is important to recognize that when one is self ignorant it does not mean that there is total self ignorance what is actually true is that there is partial ignorance in the sense that i am i exist and i don't need to consult anyone for it but what i am is not known to me and therefore i am seeking that something which will help define my identity or define something intrinsic about me because i find that all the incidental attributes that society places on me or even i place on myself are not adequate the point is that if i am the adequate being i long to be but i fail to recognize that fact then i will conclude that i am inadequate and strive to become adequate the 10th man did not have to be gained through any particular action the 10th man did not have to be gained by any religious ritual either the 10th man did not have to be gained by chanting mantras or by a religious prayer the reason vedanta presents self knowledge as the solution is because self ignorance is the problem and so who is that person who can point out to us that we are indeed that 10th man that we were seeking there are two qualifications for such a person the mundaka upanishad describes such a teacher and says may you go to a teacher guru meva bhigachet shrotriyam brahmanishtham a person who is a shrotriyam and also a brahmanishtham a shrotriyam is one who belongs to a lineage who is well versed in the scriptural teachings who knows the content of the texts and also the methodology for imparting that knowledge interestingly the word shrotriyam comes from the sanskrit root which means to listen and is in line with the oral tradition of teaching so the one who has heard and listened from his or her guru who has also listened and assimilated the truth from his or her guru and so on and so forth and the lineage continues all the way to ishvara brahmanishtam is the one who abides in the understanding of what the person has heard who sees oneself as indeed that complete being so how can you know if a person is a shrotriyam and a brahmanishtam well the truth is you will never know and so we go by what is doable and practical which is we always look for a guru a teacher 
who belongs to a lineage because you can trust the fact that the tradition takes care of the student to such an extent that the student is now ready to be the teacher the old saying goes when the student is ready the teacher appears and i add to it saying that when the student is really ready the teacher appears in the place of the student that has now fulfilled her pursuit and so the safest thing to do is to find a guru whom you can relate to whom you can ask questions to from whom you can seek clarifications and to be exposed to the teachings for a certain length of time because there is a context within which the teachings are provided so just like you would enroll into a university by checking the credentials of that university possibly talking to people who are alumni or who are currently studying in that university the easiest way to find this equivalent of the old man in the 10th man story is to ask around and uh, check for yourself and to also see whether that guru claims to have invented their own shastra or in line with the tradition does not claim anything but just being a faithful mouthpiece of the glorious tradition that the person has inherited the most important thing is if the teacher puts you on a wild goose chase with a lot of sadhanas lot of disciplines but does not reveal that you are that complete being that you seek then the teacher is not doing her job so the thing about the 10th man is to recognize that yes perhaps i am the 10th man and systematically expose oneself to a teacher who systematically teaches vedanta i have used the word systematic twice and what i mean by that is attending classes regularly over few weeks which might extend to few months which might extend to few years the study of vedanta will help us to figure out why am i the 10th man on what basis do the scriptures say that i am what i am seeking on what basis does the scripture say that i am the fulfillment that i have been looking for in my many pursuits this is not a one time correction it requires a systematic exposure to vedanta teachings because our orientations of seeking are many and far entrenched and so we give ourselves the opportunity to try looking for the equivalent of the old man who can point out that you the seeker have always been the sort you matter your life matters what you do with your life matters thanks for listening 
If you found this episode helpful, do share it with someone like you. If there are any questions or requests or reflections, please get in touch with me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com Thanks for listening and see you next week.